Hey, 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 I am back with another edition of the Cool Sore Podcast. How you doing? I hope you're doing well. This episode is brought to you by my children's book, Piper Sky. Uh huh. Piper Sky's Pink Popsicle Shoes. If you have a daughter, a niece, a mentee who needs a book for summer reading, it's good for ages about four to 10. You can log on to pipersky.com. That's P I P E R S K Y dot com. Okay. I would love for you to get my children's book illustrated by Ahab Pace. I'm really, really excited about this interview today. Do I say that every time? Yes, I'm always excited about the interviews that we get because we're so blessed to have each and every guest that we are able to have on because it is truly that a blessing. So Dorian Ezzard is my friend, my soror of Alpha Kappa Alpha, and she's also my former assistant, just an incredibly talented and beautiful woman. She is brilliant in the world of marketing and event planning, but she is also the co-host of her own podcast called The Rooted Life Podcast. And they are entering their second season, and I had a chance to chat with her on Instagram Live uh, just a few days ago, and of course, I want to bring it to you here. And you will thoroughly enjoy this beautiful woman of God. Um, and I would hope that you would follow her podcast as well, the Rooted Life Podcast. So, without further ado, here is Michael Soror of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated with the Rooted Life. It's Dorian Edzard. Please enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all, I'm a cool soror of What's up y'all, I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of It's the Cool Soror Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. There we go. Come through dimples. Look, you know, a little something, just a little yes. something today. Dorian Ezzard is on with us today. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, this is here. like, this is like really interesting because you, I met you, I can say all that, right? I met you at yeah. the gathering spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was instantly drawn to you. I was drawn to your, your striking beauty. Like, seriously. Aww, yeah, striking beauty. And I was just like, oh, she's so pretty. And she's like working hard. She's doing all these events for the gathering spot. Yeah. And then I found out you were my soul world. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Then you were, you were sold all the way. <laughs> I was like, that's even better. And so we just became, um, we, we were, it was instant. It was really instant. Yeah, and then, yeah. um, when you were no longer working there, we, we had a meeting and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for a new assistant. And I was like, yeah. you have any suggestions? And I, was like, and I was like, this person, this person, she's like, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe. And I was like, what about you? And you were like, <laughs> um, let me think about it. I'm really the assistant type right now. I'm trying to figure uh, out my life. But so then you, cha you changed my life in, in so many uh, beautiful ways that I'm just like, wow. Um, I'm so blessed to have you. Let's talk about you, though, Dorian. You're from yes. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You have such an old soul. Like, where do you get, where do you, do people tell you that all the time? Yes, yes. Yeah, I that all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 where do you get that from, you think? I feel like, honestly, my parents, like, I just feel like I channel a lot of them. Everybody says that I'm, like, like the auntie already, even though I'm only 28. And even hanging out with you and the girls the other day, I was like, I am really over here chilling with, with the cool crowd. Right, with, like, the four, with the 40 plus. 
Come on now. And, right. and it was nothing, you know, and I just felt so comfortable. So I think it's a little bit of just like my parents and me and how I'm just able to relate to like a lot of different people. I think it's more just like relationship building and that just tends to span all ages. So yeah. whether that's younger or older, um, I just find myself like fitting in with different crowds. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then also, you know, being younger and kind of skipping a grade and then like graduating college early, I've always been around older folks. So I've had to present as more mature because I was always the baby, but I didn't want people calling me the baby. And yeah. so I think, you know, just kind of growing up around a lot of older folks and wanting to kind of emulate that as well. So now yeah. here I am and, yeah. you know, have a little bit of that also. So. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you, you're from, from the ATL, you went to high school, Doug? No. no, no, no. I went to Riverwood. In you went to Springs. Riverwood. Your, yeah. grandma, your grandmama taught it. Grandmother Doug. taught it, Doug, for, right. for a long time. Yeah. yeah and then my yeah. parents met at Farrell. Uh, Farrell High School. Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. you, you real A-Town. You got oh, Farrell yeah. High School parents. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I could walk to Campbellton, no problem. So, yeah. So I'm yeah. definitely over here. So what led you to, to, to go to UGA? Like, I'm sure a lot of your friends at Riverwood were thinking about HBCUs. They were thinking about other things. And yeah. Like, what led you to, to go to University of Georgia? You know, I, I was actually committed to Georgia State uh, University. So I had paid my commitment. I was going to Georgia State. And full transparency, I was following a little boy. And uh -huh. I was like, I need to be in Atlanta. I want to be close to him. And uh, literally, so with Georgia, they give you your acceptance in April, but like a lot of places want your commitment in March. And so in April, I went ahead and got the acceptance for UGA. And I was like, oh, this is an opportunity to like get a little bit further from the house. And like, I'd only been in Atlanta at that point. So it really was just kind of like the last thing that popped up. And it was a little bit on a whim. My best friend and I were like, hey, uh, she was committed to Spelman at the time. And we looked at each other and we're like, how about we just both go to UGA? And like wow. literally just, I lost my deposit to Georgia State, but literally the best decision I could have ever made. I mean, really? Yeah. So many of my close friends now are, I mean, all from UGA, like that. And then pledging a desire at UGA. Like when I think about my line sisters and how those women would not be in my life, I'm like, yeah, this is the place that I was supposed to be. Yeah, so, that's it's, good. It's that's good. Dope. Yeah. So we'll get back into the UGA life and, you know, a little bit later on in the conversation. So when yeah. you when you when you left um, UGA, when you graduated, I mean, mm -hmm. you were one of those people that really hit the ground running with so many different opportunities. Yeah. You got a what's your degree in marketing um, and mass media art. So mass it was media kinda, right. I thought I was going to be like film and TV broadcast journalism a little bit in the kind of like communications world. Yeah. 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 But then you just kind of like hit the ground running and like for those people like me, you know, I was trying to go to film school, didn't, wasn't able to go. That's my story. I'll have you interview me on your mm -hmm. podcast yeah. you know, later uh, down the line. But you really just went after it. Like, yeah. you really were, were a person that really just said, I'm just going to go. So where did you go right after the University of Georgia? So graduating, um, I left in December 2012. So I left a little bit early, like a semester early. And there was this um, agency, creative artist agency that came um, to UGA. And they were just interviewing people for like a select number of roles um, and internships. And literally, like, I had no, I didn't know anything about the company. But I was just like, this seems dope. Like, let me just see what happens. And out of like 3000 applicants, like, 
they ended up picking four people to be in the New York office. And I was one of the people that got selected. And so I was just like, okay, this is really happening. So um, I mean, maybe like three weeks after graduation, I was moving to New York City by myself. All my family is in Atlanta. So I just picked up, I found some student housing, took a lot of convincing my parents. They were like yeah. really not trying to let me go. I was only 20 at the time. So they were just like, um, no, 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 no. So once I got them on board, um, yeah, they were really excited for me. And I started working as an intern there and I was there for about six months, um, my stint in New York. And that was an amazing experience just to come right out of school, yeah. live in a different city and a city like New York where People are hustling, you know, you're finding your own way, making friends. It was it was a time for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did you learn about yourself? Like, what was the, the biggest thing that you learned about yourself, your young self at that time? Yeah. From um, that experience. I feel like from that experience, I learned that I could go anywhere. And that mm -hmm. honestly kind of started a pattern because after New York, I came back to Atlanta and then I moved to Connecticut, came back to Atlanta. I moved to LA, came back to Atlanta, and now I live in DC. And so I think that experience just taught me like you can go and kind of establish and plant roots anywhere if you're willing to like put the work in and just be open to a new experience. So I know a lot of times people are afraid to just pick up and go, but it's like, what do you have to lose? Like you really only have things to learn when you go to a new space. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first time doing it, but I was like, oh, I like this. Like I'm learning so many different things. Um, so yeah, it was awesome. What's been your favorite city so far? Favorite, so I really, really love New York, but I think DC has now made me a little too bougie for New York. I'm like, oh. New York a little too grimy now. Cause like DC is like elevated New York. <laughs> but to be honest, I would say L.A. is like my favorite of all of them. Um, I mean, you cannot get anything better than that beach vibe every single day. Like it, it doesn't get old. Um, and so right. it just, it's such a beautiful city. And like having such close access to the beach was and the food, like it's so healthy and clean. And like it just it has everything you need. Yeah. I really like it's just so yeah. far. It's yeah, it is. It From is. Atlanta, it at is. least. Yeah. Right, right. So then you come back to the Atlanta your last time before going back to, we're well, going to D.C., you're working mm -hmm. at the Gathering Spot, you're, you're really, really flourishing. That ends, and then you're in a really different space at that yeah. time. Like, yeah. you're unemployed for six months. This is, this is coming from someone who's always been a go-getter and always yeah. been able to find something. How humbling was that for you, and what do you think you um, gained from mm -hmm. that loss? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, extremely humbling. Uh, like, I, I can't, I don't think there's a more um, humbling situation really to, to enter into, like, as a person who loves to work, and then to have that taken away, um, was just kind of like, oh, okay, so what am I going to do? Um, and so I think it was a time where I had to really just take a step back and realize that, like, everything is not in my control. And um, this was the time where I really just got rooted in my faith because I, I think a lot of times like those desperate moments cause you to build up this devotion where you're like, I need something else. Like I can't figure it out. And so you're turning towards the one who has it figured out. And so that was when I kind of really leaned into my faith and I didn't have anything else at the time. Um, and in mm -hmm. a such saw how, God was still taking care of me. I think that's what I gained in the midst of it was a closer and more intimate relationship with him. 
um, because I understood how he was still taking care of me, even though it didn't feel like it. I right. was trusting the fact that he's still good, even if things don't look good. And so right. that's how you came along. Like you were my saving grace in that moment. I didn't have anything else. And that allowed us to build this relationship. And who would have known two and a half years later, this is where we would be. Right. And that is a result of me losing my job. Like if I would have, who knows what the path would have been otherwise. So yeah. there's so many beautiful things that have come out of it. Um, but it's really just, it all depends on your perspective. Like if yeah. you have the right perspective, then you can find the good in any broken situation. Ooh, if you have the right perspective, you can find the good in any broken situation. You really can. You really can. And when we decided to, when you decided to work with me, because I wanted you before you wanted me, <laughs> let's get it straight. Um, <laughs> what was it about this? And this is not about me, but what was it about our experience together mm -hmm. that helped you grow as a person? I think like you just trusted me. And, and so like when, when you feel the trust from someone that you support or work with, then it expands your creativity in new ways because you know that, okay, I can bring something to them just as an idea and they'll be receptive to it. And you'll be honest enough to be like, mm, not really feeling that. And it's like, okay, cool. I'll go back to the drawing board and come up with something else. But I think having that sense of trust and, and that mutual respect, like I could tell that you actually respected me as a person. And it wasn't just like, I just need you to do these things for me. It's like, no, like, we're in a partnership, like you're helping me grow, I'm helping you grow. And so I mean, you just really like brought me under your wing in a way that made me like, you know what, like, I, I want to do good by you, because you're right. really doing good by me. No, and I mean, that that's you are so incredibly gifted. Like when I say incredibly gifted, just your um, talent to be able to organize things, do events, but not even just that part, just the love that you put behind everything that you do. Like you can't mm -hmm. find that in every single person, which is why I still don't have an assistant. Um, really don't trust anyone. Um, <laughs> we're we're working on that with you. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. So Dorian still goes through my emails from time to time just to clean I it do. out. Just I do. <laughs> because whole, I know you need it. Right. She has a whole assistant herself, like a whole thing going on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the greatest thing that anybody who uh, now that you're in we're, the level that you're in now and what you're doing with KIPP schools in D.C. is that you're only as good as the people that you have that have come under you. Yep. So my thing is, when I brag about you, I was like, oh, Dorian's doing her thing. She has yeah. her own assistant now. I literally say the same I know, line. I know. You're only as great as, the, as your intern. You're only as great as the people that have assisted you. Mm -hmm. Like, wait, if, you're, if your people that come under you don't fly and yep. you're not there to be their biggest cheerleader, who are you and what's in it for you anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so good. And, yeah, and recognizing, that's what I really appreciate and even still, like, towards the end of our relationship, like, I could tell that you were still ready to see me go thrive anywhere else. And it wasn't there wasn't this, um, this sense of like, ownership or anything. It was like, no, I see that, like, you're now outgrowing this opportunity. And like, it's time for you to step into the next thing. And right. I, I think about that now, even as I manage someone else. And, and like, the moments where I, I am frustrated, I think about like, no, like, I'm only as good as the people that I'm leading. Like I'm yes. not a good leader if the people under me are not also growing to be leaders. And so I think that's just a testament even to 
our relationship that I was able to like move on into something else. Yeah, I remember when you you were about to interview for um, mm-hmm. Kip DC Schools, yeah, um, DC Public Schools, and I was like, man, go get it, go get it, let's do it. You got this, and like yeah. literally, yeah. I, I talked to the people that hired you. I was like, oh, she's the she's the. <laughs> I mean, of course, I was the professional Rashawn. She's yeah. amazingly gifted. Her organizational <laughs> skills are top notch. I have top zero complaints. I mean, I'm talking. I'm like. But anybody who knew how good you were, if we were, if I were selfish, imagine what that yes. conversation would have been like. But that's not, it's not, that's not who I am. And that's no, not what God not. wants for us. Like, no, you got to be able to uplift people. And I think mm-hmm. that God allowed you because you helped me out with this Cool Sora podcast so much. Mm-hmm. Now you have your very own podcast that is, Which is- com- tremendously thriving. I mean, I literally yeah. have chills. Can you tell everybody about the Rooted Life podcast? Yes, yes. So, and I didn't even make that connection, like working on the podcast with you and then like taking that. But yeah, so that was all part of the story, which of course, he's so detailed. Um, But yeah, so the Rooted Life podcast is a platform, I say now, because we have so many different arms. um, But it's a faith based platform that really just believes that as we plant our roots deeper in God, like that is how we flourish to the fullest. Um, And so I look at us as like, we are like trees. And so when we're planted in him, then we flourish. And sometimes he prunes us and cuts things away, but he only does that so that we will harvest more. Um, And so it's my good friend Morgan and I just kind of sharing our experiences and life lessons and learnings about how we've been navigating our faith walk and um, just helping to make that more accessible for people. Like the main thing is I think um, faith has had a lot of misconceptions around what it looks like you know, certain things you should or should not do. And we just focus on like relationship with God. Like, are you building your relationship with him and less about the religion, more about the relationship. So yeah, yeah now we have yeah. the podcast. Season two is coming. We have merchandise. So we got t-shirts. We just dropped a devotional this week um, that a lot of people have been loving. So yeah, I mean, it, it really is booming. It's crazy. And quarantine has kind of yeah. done that. It's really pushed us to the forefront even more because people are looking for something else yeah and the fact that you're so young and doing this like how have you seen like young people's lives transformed by being led by someone who is their peer yeah I mean it's amazing to see I think that people connect to the person and then that allows them to then like get invested in the brand And so people know me, they know my heart, they know I love to have a good time, they know I love to host people, they know that I'm all about fostering connection. And so they see that come to life through the podcast or through whatever we're working on. Um, And so I think that it's been amazing to see my peers like latch on and be supportive and buy merchandise. And like, I think it's just the perfect, it's the perfect platform for this age, this digital age where like we're producing content and like it's people are latching onto that. It's so easy right now. Everything is kind of at your fingertips. And so it's just, I mean, it is, it is awesome to see how many people have supported us. Like out of the woodworks, I'll see people from high school. I mean, people I used to date. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Oh, y'all really support. You you done turned your life around, baby. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's dope when, when people rally around you, you know, it feels good to yeah. To know that you have something that, you know, people deem like, okay, I want to get behind this. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. What type of what type of um, what have you? I, I love I love like teachable moments because you mm -hmm. saw me grind with the podcast. Yeah. And people always say, "I want to start a podcast." I'm like, "Do you want to do something every week? Come on, now. every day, consistent." Because it's consistency is key, and I think you did pick up you picked up those things. From yeah. me. What have you learned about the Rooted Life podcast as far as growing the brand mm -hmm. um, since you started? I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, it can only be as successful as the amount of time that you put into it. A lot of times people want to start not just even a podcast, but like anything, anything, people right. want to like, Oh, I want to do I want to have a t shirt line, I want to have this, I want to have that. Are you ready to treat this thing that is not paying you and operate towards it as if it were your full time job that is paying you? Because that is what this like, side hustle, if you will, has become like the passion project gets sometimes more time than our real job, you know, Listen like here, because <laughs> your heart is in it. And it's a it's still a business. It's still a project. It has to be managed as such. And so that has been the probably the biggest thing is like the investment put into it and being committed to that. And I think also just like, understanding when I think about growing the brand, um, it's all about relationships, like, People want to feel um, like they have a relationship with you. And I think it's so easy to do that. I'm sure you know, even through hosting, like it's so easy to connect with people to see what they got going on and to support them in a certain way. So we spend a lot of time just connecting with people that follow us like, hey, yeah. welcome to our page. Here are some different resources. We love what you got going on. And so um, just engaging with people in a meaningful way that's not just like, hey, I want your follow, but like, hey, I want to get to know you. I want to know who you are. I want you to see who we are. I think that's how you organically grow something. Um, yeah. Instead of it just being about the numbers. Yeah. Where'd you get the name? And tell everybody uh, so I can put it in the comments mm -hmm. uh, where they can find the Rooted Life podcast. But like, how did yeah. you come up with the Rooted Life podcast? Like the yeah. name. Yeah. So <laughs> I was literally in my journal for like months I kept writing the word rooted life and I was like I don't I don't even know what this is about like I just want to live a rooted life like as I would be just writing at night in my journal and next thing you know I just felt it on my heart someone said to me um you would be so great on a podcast and I was like I don't know about that like listen I, think I, I done told you that you need to be in front how long have I told you that you need to be in front you of the camera you the did. whole time we've been together I was like girl I why are you trying to work for everybody else girl you need to be on the I camera know. that I know. pretty face everybody <laughs> need to see that pretty face okay I'm sorry go ahead baby talk about thank you life. auntie shiny <laughs> <laughs> that's right go ahead baby so, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I think um so somebody like said that to me in passing and I was already kind of thinking about it. And so I just kept writing it down. But um, I ended up coming across the scripture, Ephesians 3.20, that talks about your roots will grow down into his love and you'll be made stronger. And so as I saw that, I was like, OK, this is all kind of like coming full circle. And it's so funny in the beginning when we started it, we almost couldn't get the rooted life, which is crazy because right the name like somebody already had the the domain or something and somebody already had the Instagram name and so we were like well I guess we're gonna have to change the name but like it just did not sit well on our hearts we were like no it's supposed to be the rooted life so 
through a couple of like finagles, we ended up like locking down the name. But uh, we're on Instagram now at Rooted Life Podcast. At Rooted um, Life Podcast. Maybe yeah, right at down. Rooted Life Podcast. Awesome. That is fantastic. That is yeah. And so, and so you guys do like a Bible study every mm-hmm. every Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. So actually after this at 630, we'll be live uh, for Bible study. So we do Bible studies live on Tuesdays at 630. Um, we have merchandise available. So we've got T-shirts and hoodies that say Rooted, um, which has been dope just to see those pop up all over Instagram as well. Right. Um, yeah. And then we just put out a devotional called Deeper Roots. And so that's kind of the seven key areas that we believe if you strengthen these areas, you'll uh, flourish more fully with God. So. Yeah, and we've got, like, some playlists on Spotify if you just want to get your praise and worship on Spotify and Apple. we got some Rooted Life playlists. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit of everything. It's like the ideas just keep flowing, you know. It's like when your hands are open, I feel like God's just like, cool. He just drops listen, things in them. But you listen. just have to, you have to keep them open and submit to whatever it is he wants. Because yeah. when we were trying to do what we wanted, we always had this like struggle. It's like, ah, why can't we get this together? But as soon as you open your hands, you know, he flows right in. So right. That's been right. pretty cool. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good. Stuff. I mm-hmm. see, like your auntie, your mommy's here. Yeah, my uh, last sister. Yes. Talking about the devotional. <laughs> yes, that is so fantastic. Like I don't even know. Like I'm so happy that like you're so rooted because mm-hmm. the way that you're going to continue to grow, like you don't even know, is going to be exceedingly and abundantly like greater than what, what you could think. Like, do you yeah. have that vision in your head? Or are you just saying you're just saying you're just showing up? What is it that? What is it? Are you doing a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. It's like I I show up every day because I know like that's the only way that things keep moving. Even when I don't feel like it, don't want to, don't think it sounds great. It's like I'm still going to show up. And I think as far as thinking in the future, little things will happen. And that'll make me be like, "Mm, okay, I I like visualize it in my mind. Like I've already visualized like we're Morgan and I are going to be conference speakers at some point. Oh, yeah, of course. Like I've already there's just certain things that I'm like, I don't know the path to that. But like, okay, I see this for us. Um, And even with our devotion, I'm like, we're going to be on the official Bible app one day. Like, yeah, little things that I kind of like manifest, if you will. And I put it in my journal and I just know that like in his timing. It'll all come together. So yeah, it's going to keep growing. I know that it is because he is out of nowhere. I mean, here we are. I think when we started quarantine, we were just at around like 800 followers. And over the course that we've been in quarantine, like three months now, we're now just over like 1400. And so like it just and that's just organic growth, you know, just like people being like, oh, this sounds cool. People share word of mouth. And so yeah, it just continues to grow. Yes, yes. Well, I know that it will continue to grow. I'm just so, like, when I tell you, like, how proud I am of you, Aww. like, I know when I talked to you on your birthday, I literally broke down. Like, I was you in the did. car. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I ain't mean to, but it just came out. But you mean that much to me, not not mm-hmm. only just because, like, you're just a, you're just a special human being. Like, you are, like, I know, I'm not trying to get emotional. I know, please don't, Johnny. Like, you really are, like, very, very special to me. Like, but I think that you are like that with everybody that you come um, into into contact with. Whoever is able to share space with you, they say the same thing. You are a gift, sis. You are a gift to life. 
And I need you to continue to embrace that. Like, like for real, for real. Like you, girl, I can talk about you. Uh, all day. Your, mo your mama on here. She knows. I know my daddy on here too. You know, <laughs> funny you say that. That's literally my name. I think in Greek, it comes from the word Doros, which actually means gift. So it's just funny that you say like, you are a gift. I'm like, oh, wow. Like that is literally the meaning of my name. <laughs> Auntie Shani be knowing. <laughs> you know it. You be knowing. <laughs> I yes. appreciate that so yes. much. And I, I know you have to get, absolutely. I know you got to get ready for your Bible study. I'm sure you already prepared because I know you're very methodical Come about it. You know I have. You right. But I, I want to um, talk to you a little bit about when you became a member. Yes. Yes. Through yes, the exquisite yes. Later's Eye chapter of Isaac Alpha Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. So that was in fall of 2010. Did Alpha Kappa Alpha choose you or did you choose Alpha Kappa Alpha? You know, I chose it, and I think it chose me. I think it's a little bit of both. You you know my story, but my yes. grandmother, um, my aunt, all my cousins, like, it, it's all I had ever known, and it was like, this is clearly the place to be for me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It was it was an amazing experience. Like, even growing up, I just remember being surrounded by so many good sores, Um just women who were always pouring into me, women who were always speaking life into me, setting me up for different opportunities, um, supporting me, like my biggest cheerleaders, you know, thanking me with little gifts, like, oh, such a good job on this. So like it, there was no other way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the fact that you and your line sisters are so just so very close. Like, uh, let me tell you something. One of your line sisters is in my chapter and a leader in my chapter. So Whitney. Yes, Whitney. And Blessing. I said, let me tell you something about that Ada Zai. Come on now. And, and Whitney was our president at one point in time. Clearly. So she, yes, yeah. my girl knows how to lead. Yes, she does. And our uh, chapter president and powerful Omega is Ada Zai, Nicole yep. Adams. So yeah. Um, and I always love the way y'all step. Y'all, let me tell you something. Uh, those were the days. Those were the days. I literally Listen, was yeah. with, like, we, we got the little step team. I literally was with them when I first flew into Atlanta a couple weeks ago. We were all at uh, my line sister Dee Dee's house, just cutting up. And, you know, once you get together, somehow we ended up learning Savage. Next thing you know, we out here doing the Savage stuff. Like, we can't be together and not run a routine. So, right. Yeah, it, Listen, it's, a it's a real good time. I love me some A to Z. You all do amazing work. I mean, it's just one of those chapters that you, you know, growing up in the 90s, I remember they were like, well, Ada Zai, Ada Zai going to be there. We're not going to win the step show. Go step in Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we always had, we, it was always a thing for Ada Zai, but um, yes. you're a clear example of greatness from, from that chapter. Um, one of the things that you said, you know, I have this questionnaire that you helped me design, and now it's in a Google form. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, you said, uh, uh, here we go. What is the best piece of advice you, you've ever received. Remember that nothing is running away from you. Everything is running at God's pace of grace toward you. Expound yes. on that a little bit. So I actually heard that um, a spoken word artist said it uh, when I was at this uh, spoken word show, um, Poets in Autumn. And so, um, yeah, that was one of the like most profound things I'd ever heard because a lot of times I think we look at life and we're like, why did this opportunity miss me? Why did I lose this thing? Why haven't, why haven't, why I'm not married? Like, why haven't I gotten my first home? Like, we're looking at things and I'm wondering why it hasn't happened. 
And I think, again, like it's a perspective shift. So it's like none of the things that are for you are ever running away from you. Like they're Mm. actually moving towards you. If it's for you, it's moving towards you. It's just moving at his pace of grace because it's moving in a way that when you get it, you won't squander it. You won't lose it. You won't mess it up. You'll appreciate it because it came exactly at the right moment when you were prepared, when you were ready, and when he knew that you were ready for it. So I think that, I mean, if you apply that to everything in life, like it just gives you so much peace and knowing that like, you know what, what's for me is going to make it to me. And I know that if I don't have it, he's getting me ready for it, or he's got something else in mind that I haven't even seen or thought of yet. Yes. This wisdom that you have (laughs) is just... It's amazing. I'm um, tell everybody what you do for uh, Kip Schools DC. If you yeah. could just give us a little bit about you know your background there. Yeah. So I um, I'm the senior events manager there, and so I came from sports and entertainment marketing, and then transitioned into education. And it's been like amazing to take kind of my talents that were in one space and use them in a space where I'm helping to benefit little black and brown kids every day, make sure that they're set up for success in life, and so. I do everything from like staff culture events to um, some of our like fundraising galas, um, some of our like the kickoff to the school year, the end of the school year celebration, and then like some student focused events as well, helping to like do personal and professional development for kids. So that's been awesome. Like it's Kip DC is such a good organization and um, have created so many avenues of growth for me personally as well. so yeah, it's it's yeah. really dope to be there. So Dorian, in, in your manifestation and in your journaling, mm-hmm. um, what's your end all be all? Like what what is it? Or are you just like mm. enjoying the journey along the way as things continue to land in your lap? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I've never I know I'm a been, journalist. I'm a journalist. Go ahead. I'm like, who, you know, <laughs> I've never been one of the like five year plan, ten year plan people. So I don't know exactly, like, I don't have this dream job or this thing that I'm working towards. I think that I just know what I'm good at. Like, I'm good at two specific things. Like, number one, creating, like, intimate experiences where people can connect. And what that looks like, I mean, I've done that in a lot of different ways and a lot of different organizations. But, like, I know that I can throw an event. Like, that is one thing for sure. And whether that's in my personal life or professional, I know that I can always, like, bring something together And I think that I'm the second thing is like I'm able to bring other people's visions to life. And so I think that can span a lot of different spaces and and roles as well. But if somebody gives me a vision and like, here's what I'm thinking, then I'm I'm an executor. Like I'm going to take it to the finish line and try to make that thing happen for them. So, you know, we'll see what what God decides to do with this. Um, But, yeah, I'm kind of buckled in and just ready for the ride. Man, you're such a you're such a freaking superstar, man. Like I'm telling you, like I see I see things that I don't even think that you even see yet. Like uh, I see things that are like you're a star star. Like it's when oh, you wow. pop up on the screen, there's certain people that have it. Hank Hank Stewart is he's a poet here in Atlanta, he's a philanthropist, um, really, really a great guy, but he has this poem called It. Mm-hmm. And everybody doesn't have it. Mm. It is something that you're born with. You can't grow into having it. Mm. And Dorian, you have it. Oh, it's a thing that you can't, you can't quantify, you can't try to define, but it's, it's, it's you. And I've always told you this, since yeah. the first day I saw you, 
in the gathering spot. I was like, and I didn't tell you then, I was like, she is something different. Oh. And it's the it thing. It's the it thing. And you have it and you're going to continue to carry it into every space that you're in, to everything that you do. Watch, watch how God blesses your life. Watch. Oh. He's, he's already doing it. Yeah. He's already oh, doing no. it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you get prepared for the Rooted Life uh, Bible Thank study you that time. you have coming on in just a moment. <laughs> um, tell everybody how they can follow you professionally, personally. I know we were pushing uh, the Rooted Life podcast, but tell everybody one more time. Yes. Um, so you can follow the podcast stuff at Rooted Life Podcast. Um, and we are also available on all platforms. So we're on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast, that's where you can get us. Um, and then me personally, I'm at doe, D-O-E dot E-Z-Z um, on Instagram and not really on Twitter. So Instagram is where, where the life is. So Y'all can follow me on Instagram at doe.ezb. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Again, this uh, live was brought to you by Grind Pretty. Please make yes. sure you follow at Grind Pretty. She's doing some amazing work. It is truly a movement. Mimi J is an amazing makeup artist, but she has a heart of gold, just like Dorian does. And please make sure you follow Dorian at Rooted Life Podcast at doe, D-O-E dot E-Z-Z. And continue to uh, support what Coolstore is doing. I'm really trying to grow the brand. I have um, Tiana Linez. She is my new marketing and social media strategist. Yes. She keeps me on point like Dorian used to, but she's just <laughs> doing marketing for Cool Store. I'm like, I still haven't found a Dorian. If you're interested in trying to build her shoes, please email me at cool at please let us know. Com. I will Dorian, bet you. Yes, bet Dorian will train you, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll get somebody to help me out with all 9 million of my brands. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> many brands, many things. Yes, yes. Again, thank you so much, sis. I love you thank dearly. You, Johnny, you know you. that. Yes. yes. And I'll see you soon. Yes. You know. Yes. I'll see you soon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you too. Be well, sis. You too. All right. Bye. <laughs>